This amazing passage teaches us several things today in the season of Lent as we are preparing to celebrate and remember Jesus' saving death on the cross and his glorious resurrection. First of all, this teaches us that Jesus' crucifixion wasn't an accident. He knew what was going to happen. He was ready for it. He knew this was the Father's will. He says, behold, we're going to go to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man, that means Jesus, he's talking about himself, will be handed over, will be condemned, will be scourged, crucified, mocked, and raised up on the third day. Jesus is actually in charge of the story. He chooses to lay down his life. It doesn't just happen to him. Secondly, this gospel teaches us that it's not bad to ask for great things from the Lord. The mother of James and John asks Jesus to place her sons. She wants the best for her sons, right? Parents want the best for your kids. Place my sons, when you're in your kingdom, on your left side, your right side. The best seats, right on the 50-yard line, right? You want the best seats in the house. And does Jesus ever actually tell her no? Well, he says, it's not up to me. It's up to the Father for who is going to sit next to me. But he simply asks those two brothers, can you drink the chalice I'm going to drink? What does that mean? It means, are you willing to love in the same way that I love others? The chalice, the cup, represents drinking those sufferings that Jesus takes on on the cross. James and John, in fact, are going to lay down their lives for Jesus later in life. Can you drink that chalice? And they say, we can. And they don't fully understand what they're saying. But it's not bad to ask great things from God. That's the second lesson. The third thing is this. If you want to ask great things for God, if you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, if you want to be right on the 50-yard line, in the best seats, Jesus shows us how to do it. Whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be great shall be your servant. Jesus didn't come to be served, to make other people take care of him, to make other people lay down their lives for him. He didn't come so he could be put on an earthly throne of gold and silver. He came to save us. And the way he served was to lay down his life for us on the cross. Because he cares about us. He cares about you and me. Jesus is so great. His name is the name above all names because he has served the Father's kingdom. He's served the Father's will like no one ever has. He is completely and totally a humble servant. He is always looking for ways to take care of other people, to lift them up, to give them life, to give them love. He's always serving. He washes the feet of his disciples 
at the Last Supper. He lowers himself. He makes them, he sits at their feet to wash their dirty feet that have washed, that have trod the dusty, filthy roads of Jerusalem. He serves. That's the way to greatness. This Lent, these 40 days, we should all be looking for ways to serve others. Not because we get a reward, not because we look good, not because we get service hours or service points. We should serve because we love Jesus. And Jesus is the one who, before any of us, serves. So, friends, today, Jesus, he serves us once again. In the beginning of the Mass, when we said, I confess to Almighty God, we, con- we confessed our sins as a community, Jesus has washed our feet. He's prepared us for this banquet. Jesus has already served us because Jesus has spoken to us words of life. That's his service. And now he feeds us, he serves us with his very body and blood at the altar. He comes near us and says, come receive me. Let me come inside of you. Let me come into your spirit, come into your body, come into your soul. Whether we sit at Jesus' left hand or right hand in the kingdom of God, I don't know who it's prepared for. Maybe it's one of you. But I do know that today, he comes so close to us. He comes within us. He makes his throne, he makes his kingly power inside of you.